Hey, Peter. Whoa. Hey, Matt. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to talk yet. I don't know if I'll keep that in there. <laughs> well, now I kind of have to. So, sorry. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm um, going around the house today looking for my keys. I'm having one of those days. But everything else in life is pretty good. <laughs> I'm sorry I canceled last week on short notice. It's just okay. been uh, pretty crazy around here for a while. And we just talked about like how it's getting harder and harder to record this podcast. It's like there's not yeah. really time for it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to prioritize in a, in a sense. Not because yeah. of, you know, and I said the friendship would be here regardless because we're going to slack and talk and, and hopefully see each other again soon. But um, yeah, I, I think when you, when you message me uh, at times, I'm like, are you ready to podcast? And I just go, yes, because I know it's valuable, but uh, the easy thing would be on a lot of days just to say like too busy, too busy. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, like I just thought about like how I think I I mentioned on last time we did our mastermind. I was like, I don't really have anything because I'm just we're just executing right now. So it's like it's kind of stressful to get new input. So you don't really need you don't really need it necessarily if you already know what you need to do and you just need to do it. Yeah, and exactly. I remember like it's always waves of that in the mastermind. Like I, I'll go for like two months and I don't really have anything, and then there's like change or something like that, and you're like, you're like waiting for the mastermind. And I feel like yeah. when I was looking for a new idea, and I was I re like a couple of months ago, like I I remember looking forward to chatting on the podcast because it was a just an excuse to like talk about business and it's like kind of like what I did all the time was think about business and talk about business but right now it's like it's like 8 p.m here and I still have like five things on my to-do list that I need to do yeah. for the rest of the day so like yeah I, and I forgot you, that we had to do the podcast until Google Calendar <laughs> sent me a push notification <laughs> oh man yeah that little 10 minute heads up yeah that's a minus but it's, yeah it's good. Like I, I've never regretted doing a podcast, so it's probably good no. That's to do. right. It's it's almost always just the, it's the leading up to. It's the day of leading up to looking at your looking at my day to day and going, I could really use that hour. But mm. at the same time, every time I look back at all the episodes and every time we finish one, I think, I'm glad we did that. Yeah. So, yep. And the yep, last yep. one, Derek was really good. Yeah, it was, and. People like liked it. I think. Several people messaged me that they want to join the mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and we had a good mastermind last week as well. Right. I thought. We we I think we made it. At least. <laughs> we went over time, but we also, each person got to speak. Each person had something, I think, kind of meaty to talk about. Yeah. And I think, you know, each person came away feeling happy that they got to talk about it. So, yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, definitely thankful for the mastermind. It's really helped me through the past few months that hadn't necessarily been so easy <laughs> without it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I appreciate it too. I know it, and 
you know, what I've been going through here on this roller coaster, uh, you know, it's, I think it's, it's, it's definitely more valuable on the down, the down parts of the roller coaster than the ups, you know, the ups we can cover really fast, (laughs) Mm. uh, and then just go grab a drink and celebrate sort of, uh, but the downs is where, or the turns is where it really comes in handy. And yeah, because the ups are like, you know, a couple emojis and a few gifts in Slack. So we already know. That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's right. There's really not a lot to talk about there in a sense, other than, you know, Hey, maybe you're going the wrong direction. I know things are going well, but I think you're going the wrong direction is almost something you never hear said at, you know, an early stage. It's like, if the wind is blowing and you're, and you're making progress, then, um, good for you. But and in I, the same way that we've yeah. been like morphing into the same whatever startup trajectory on this podcast by doing everything at the same time we joked that we were the SAS twins at some point. I feel like the same Dude. is sort of happening in the mastermind as well. It's like we're all three of us is like starting to work on a more and more like horizontal, almost like a not a B2C, but like a, at least like a it's not even re- like it's so horizontal that it's starting to become irrelevant if it's even b2c or b2b like it's just like it's something that you would use privately and business and you know for hobby or prosumer it's just yeah yeah. it's fascinating to watch and be a part of yeah and you know we've all come at this separately so it's just kind of a fun coincidence that yeah uh, that's that's happening and i've been thinking you know, you and I have been going through these, this have been on this journey for what a couple, almost a couple years now, something like that. I don't know when we, but it's well, a lot of episodes is coming up <laughs> in two years. Yeah. Right. And so, um, I think it'll be really exciting to see not the end of the story, but we're, we both have been looking for that exciting, fast growing business all along you know, regardless of whether or not it's p- multiple pivots of, 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 um, summit or, you know, the evolution of branch and then turning, uh, over a new leaf with, um, reform. But I think it's going to be really cool if we, if, you know, reform and this, you know, new attempt at summit both kind of strike that, that, uh, gold we're looking to strike here with at the same time like that would be pretty pretty amazing um and i was just tweeting over the weekend i think uh that yeah it can feel a little embarrassing that it's taken almost two years or two years uh to get the product right on summit but if it if it works out in the end it's it's kind of all worth it you know um and so you and i haven't been at this for two years it's kind of kind of time to find out (laughs) yeah um but like yeah. when you hear, there's a lot of successful startups and startup stories where when you just hear the story, it's like, yeah, then it was a grind for four years. And you don't really think about what four years is. But like when you're in it for two years and you're even documenting it on a podcast every week, it's like it's a long time. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a long time and filled with a lot of false, um, false, you know, I say false, but um, bad predictions, maybe you know, errors in thinking, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so you, you, uh, it's kind of cringy to go back and hear yourself, right? To mm. to know what you know now, and um, 
I yeah, guess the trick I, is just to survive. <laughs> I think it, that's what uh, Paul Graham says. Keep learning, survive, get to the next step, get to the next step. Yeah. I mean, um, maybe to switch over to my update here, I, uh, if that's all right, host. Yeah, good. Co-host, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, started sharing more screenshots of the canvas and the new summit uh, last week and was really doing it to learn a couple things. One is what's the general reaction? And then two, what's the specific reaction? So general, so my, my goal was to release or show or share a bunch of different examples, like of ways it could be used. And I think the general response was excitement, which is very encouraging. The specific response was also what I expected, which was whatever the example was, people like immediately latched onto it and yeah, kind so of funny. assumed, yeah, I kind of assumed that, you know, this is all just rigid and this is this is the way it is. And this is, you know, this is what I have to use and everything else. And it was funny because so I did one that was about like, it had like a bunch of cryptocurrency assets in it. And I was simulating that and somebody immediately <laughs> thought it was like a trading app for crypto or something. I was like, no, 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 it's just modeling, you know, and then I did personal finance and someone was like, oh, you know, so you're B2C now. I was like, no, yeah. no. And then I did so a SaaS funny. example. Yeah, I did a SaaS example and people were like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And I think that actually says that, you know, when we go to market here, we're going to need to go broad in terms of the examples that we share with people so that the positioning comes across as this really is, it's a knife, you know, and you can use a knife to do many, many, many things you can use it at work and you can use it at home <laughs> to, to cut yeah. things or trim things or whatever. Yeah. So it was um, very uh, not surprising in that sense. The surprising part was just how excited some people were. And even to the point of some people saying, hey, because I didn't put, I mean, this might be useful for others to try. I didn't put the name of the product or the, or the Twitter tag in any of the tweets, just a screenshot and description. <laughs> And it was really fun to get people responding with, hey, I Googled for sell some event language and I didn't see anything. Like, what is this? And then somebody else is like, how do I pay for this? And uh, yeah, kind of a little bit of that test of like, okay, if it looks like I'm just using a cool tool, will people sort of looking over my shoulder care enough to ask what is that? And, you know, whatever. And that was also... A successful test so it's so funny yeah. like i've had it so many times people just they can't see past what you're showing to them i i, I don't know if i'm the same i'm i probably am because there's so many people do this and yeah. it kind of reminds me so shout out to um benedict and daniel from arrows i binged their podcast over the weekend they have I a really nice podcast it's only 10 minutes per episode so you can yeah. like you can go through it in a day if you want which yeah. I did. <laughs> nice. And but they talk about like they in their demos, they had like in their demo account, they had Slack as like a use case, as a like a fake customer, they used Slack. And people just couldn't see past that. Like they kept focusing on Slack. And it's like, how does this connect to Slack? And what is like what is this 
like wow. what Slack to do with this. And it's so they had to change to something like very obviously fake. <laughs> but it's Ac- just funny. Acme Corporation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's gotta be a significant percentage of the world who doesn't immediately abstract what they're looking it's, at. It's why it's so important to talk to people because if you just if you do this in your copy and on your website and in your all the material that you share and you don't really get the feedback, you might not know, but it's like people mm-hmm. might completely misunderstand what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's it it's amazing how you know, we're we're building software and we're just giving labels and names and numbers to things and people really uh don't abstract away those those details and kind of imagine the possibilities you really have to show not tell and uh, that's kind of our theme now is show not tell in terms of the examples and just help people see beyond you know i had somebody else looked at one of the models i had built that was pretty complex in terms of it was branching out a lot and had a lot of boxes and arrows and uh their reaction was like oh i would i'd rather use a spreadsheet because i don't understand you know what i see here and I thought that was the most valuable feedback in the end. Like as much as I like the um, posit- positivity, of course, that felt the best. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm glad I had both. But I really had to think for a while about his response. And I worried that he was, you know, he sort of hit the nail on the head. He definitely hit a nerve, right? And I was worried that he was uh, he was pointing out like a fatal flaw in it that it was going to be. And then uh, hard to understand. And then I kind of realized, well, wait a minute, what's actually going on here is I built a model and I took a screenshot of what I had built and shared it out. If they are using the tool, well, they're going to understand what they're going to understand because they made it, right? And and so his relationship with the model is going to be different than the relationship they have with the one I made, right? And an so even, point. even then, like his reaction to what he saw isn't the same as his reaction to it if he had built it himself Mm. clearly you know that might be the reaction of other people so really that feedback was helpful in terms of what can we do to improve the legibility readability of models when they're created by other people which is a whole another frontier and i'm really excited about that but it doesn't say that at its core in single player mode he wouldn't understand it because you generally do understand the things you make. So that was um, definitely made me pause uh, and think for a bit. But I, I, yeah, I'm having. It's really interesting. Yeah. 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 yeah, It made me think and um, having fun with it. So yeah, maybe on the, on the manager side, um, we are looking at a June launch of this thing. I think, the next month is going to feel like an eternity in some ways because the product is going to be usable before that in terms of like it, it creates value. I mean, it's usable today. Um, there's some things we're still working on. So it's too rough for, it's not ready for prime time. Uh, it's not even ready for beta time. <laughs> but I, uh, But I think we're going to need that month to do a lot of the polishing and... I mean, even this, you know, billing and settings and all those things again. And, and this is a very different product. So we're also going to have to run a parallel 
process here, campaign, to effectively sunset the old product and tell people like, you know, it's going away. You know, those models, you know, you would need to recreate those in in the new summit if you want them. And, and in a lot of ways, we're not trying to be at feature parity with the old in, in, in many ways. Like it's going to take a lot longer for the new summit. Um, it's going to take time for the new summit to match the old in terms of all of its features. Um, Can we... It will be possible but yeah that go ahead are we still allowed to mention base camp <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> i th i don't know what you're talking about yes of course um so that when they release a new version of base camp they just keep the old one at least i guess until there's no one using it but i guess generally like there's probably still people using it because they have so many people yeah But then they also offer like a, basically a button you can click and they'll create a new, like they'll move, migrate your data to the new version. Mm. You think you could That's do cool. something like that or part of it or? I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's too, too different. It's too, you could look at the old one and then try to recreate it in the new. There's, there's, there wouldn't be a good auto translate feature. Okay. Um, you know, significant changes, like breaking changes, basically, um, which is intentional. But um, so, yeah, we're turning, I mean, we're turning a pretty big corner here uh, and essentially betting on modeling horizontally as opposed to financial modeling. And that means that I think some of the people who are looking for maybe really deep finance-related modeling so even you know some of the retention curve analysis like we can still do that but it's going to be a while before that resurfaces that's the right way to say it i think it's going to be a while before those capabilities resurface in the new thing mm -hmm. because it's going to be a lot more like <laughs> the, the positioning i was trying out last week was a whiteboard that does math you know um like modeling like on that. a canvas yeah yeah um it's going to be a lot more like that to start than a really, really powerful, you know, SaaS financial modeling tool, right? Which, mm. yeah, I think it's, I think it's a better fit. And maybe I'll finish on this note. We, <laughs> I spent all this time and a lot of energy thinking that the shortcoming, okay, the power of Summit was going to be the weaknesses of the mathematics that Excel does when it comes to things like SaaS and internet businesses and software businesses and finance. And what it turns out is uh, the weakness is its inability to visualize. So the weakness is actually Excel is pretty darn good and, and maybe good enough at math. Uh, it's not the best programming language, but it, it's, it's, it's functional. What it's terrible at is separating presentation and logic and visualizing the core you know, formulas and functions of your model. And then you look at something like a whiteboard. Whiteboards are really visual and very communicative in terms of conceptual communication, but they don't do math. You know? So you look at a tool like Miro or even PowerPoint or you know, uh, what are some of these other whiteboarding, real-time whiteboarding apps? Like, they're great for drawing things and sharing sticky notes and notes and things like that, but 
what if it's like what if there's math involved in what you're drawing right so summit is going to end up being something that sits between those two like whiteboards and spreadsheets and uh it's not about the shortcomings of excel from a mathematical standpoint it's really the shortcomings of it from a representation and visualization standpoint um so again we're always learning it's like uh new turns each time <laughs> yeah but well june is not that far away now that no it'll me. yeah it'll come quick it'll come quick um and uh yeah i'm pretty pretty excited yeah so what's up man how are you how am i i am stressed out tired overworked (laughs) (laughs) um i guess i'm a a dad to a eight months old baby trying to pivot a startup after three years or two and a half years and start from scratch again with the you know last bit of the runway and trying to see how fast i can do that yeah and it's freaking hard and then it's algae season as well so like if it wasn't bad enough it's like like misery sprinkled on top yeah oh man it's just uh it's just intense as i mentioned like you know we'll probably be done with this podcast at nine or something and then i'll have like a couple hours still today i think and then it's a matter of like seeing how early i can get up tomorrow before the little uh tyrant <laughs> wakes up yeah and um then the day like i have a i feel like i have a pretty good flow during the day um my wife mostly takes care of him but the days are just short like the middle of the day so this i really need both the mornings and the evenings mm-hmm. and it's it's taxing but it's I mean, I understand that it's temporary. I I hope my family or my wife understands that it's temp- temporary. It needs to be temporary. That's yeah. I guess that's the point. It's not very. It's not sustainable right now. And like multiple people close to me, you know, are flagging it. And it's. I, I mean, I'm totally aware that I'm it's I'm doing too much right now. But mm-hmm. I don't know. At the same time, I feel like I'm doing what needs to get done and. It's like, I, I think I have a good bet going right now and I want to see if I can make it happen. And yeah, so but the, the, I mean, the main point is that reform needs to work because otherwise I will need some sort of break, I think. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, the, it's funny, the, um, there's the myth of like getting it right, right away with with the vc path where you raise a bunch of money you get the product right product market fit you know off to the race like the instagram or youtube dream story i think there's also the less funded sort of lifestyle business uh mirage of like oh you know you're gonna have a great lifestyle during this time like as you're building mm-hmm. this company you know that's why you took this alternative route is you're gonna have a better lifestyle you know take care of yourself etc and maybe but i you know i remember bootstrapping storm pulse and it was so hard it was so hard it was much harder than when we had funding 
So it, to some extent, my lifestyle was worse because couldn't pay myself well, struggling to, you know, deal with benefits and 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 all those things, which I know you know varies obviously country to country and place to place. But the lifestyle was terrible. <laughs> and yeah, so I, I mean, share that, I share I that as like a consolation of like I, I don't you know it. That's it's more of a pre-product market fit problem, I think, than a cap capitalization structure or yeah exactly i completely agree freaking stressful to start a a startup when you want to do it you know yeah yeah if when you actually want to do it and you want to you know give it a real go but i mean it's not all bad like i'm there are a lot of things about my lifestyle that i i appreciate right now like the fact that i can be home with my boy like during the day and like Mm-hmm. see him during the day and go for a walk with him in the morning and like i take time to do that that's also why i need to work in the evening is because i take time yep. to s- spend time with him obviously because i want to do that because that's in the end that's more important than anything else yep um but yeah it's just hard and i <laughs> now it's on the record so if in a year like i'm writing a book about startups and talking about how easy it was or some shit like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh Please refer back to it's it's pre episode 100. It's incredibly hard. I mean, yeah. So our twins were born in 2010 in June. We we were pretty rock bottom from a revenue not not revenue standpoint from a breaking even. So we we were probably making we had two people, but I had a family. We were at maybe a hundred thousand dollars plus a year in revenue, and we had just had the twins, and so our pay was very modest. You know. And I'm pretty sure I had no benefits um, at the time. So we were paying for everything out of pocket. So like just walking a complete tightrope from a, if you choose to do a startup and have a family, it's, it's a, you know, it's pressure, it's a pressure cooker, you know, in that sense. So mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, that sounds crazy. I can, I, I can no, I mean, I, I can relate to what you're saying. It was like, but I love the walks in the park and the doing the nice things and everything else. But then it would be like 11 o'clock at night and I'd be, um, you know, brewing coffee and working the graveyard shift. And then I'd get up at 5am to work an early shift. And I mean, those are the trade-offs you you make in order to have all that you want to have. Like, yeah. I'm sure our families would also be like, well, if you don't want to do that, <laughs> you can go get a great, comfortable job and give up the startup thing. And I think in some sense, we just have this condition where it's like, we're happier grinding ourselves down a little bit for the sake of that independence and creation and, and everything else. So it's, you know, it's hard, it's hard to have everything you want, but you know, you're just making trade-offs. It's temporary. That's all I can say. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I feel like before you, like when you are just at the idea stage and you start hacking on the product and stuff like that, like that's super fun. And then in my experience, like once it's live and you you feel like you have some momentum and people are signing up and stuff like that, that starts to get fun as well. But like yep. this in between phase where it's like you're so close, but you still don't you have no idea to what extent it'll work. Like you can just like you can only do so much validation, and then you just kind of have to do some real stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And but it takes time. <laughs> it's yeah, really stressful and. Oh, you just yeah. Anyways, yeah, but we're making progress. Good man. Um, Good. Should I do maker manager? Do whatever you whatever you want. Yeah, on the maker side, 
really um really trying to strike a good balance between what like basically we want to ship all the basic stuff as fast as possible so we can launch basically but it also like for the kind of product that we're building and the kind of vibe that we're going for is like it needs to be a pretty awesome tool as well like people need to as soon as they start using it feel like oh this is a really well thought out product and it's great user experience great design stuff like that because it's Mm -hmm. kind of what we sell right so i was talking to bjorn this morning when we did our stand-up and about like this it's just hard to prioritize this and one of the suggestions i had was like maybe like what we do is like when we are about to wrap up you know a feature or something like we make a list of three to five things that would make you know make it something extra like Hmm. things that people were like oh that's a nice detail or like nice attention to detail they thought about this and then see if there's one or two of them that are easy to implement yeah. And just do them. <laughs> just kind of like get in the mindset of like always like thinking about what would like, is there something we can spend like half an hour, an hour, two hours maybe that would, you know, make people notice this thing? Nice. Kind of like thinking that way. Yeah. That's yeah. good. It's the, it's the lovable part. <laughs> yeah. But it is, I yeah. think it's important. Yeah. And it's just like, it's the most huge. random things that you don't, you don't think about it. Like someone sent me an email that he he loved he said that he loved that our button like submit button didn't say submit by default because he didn't yeah. like the word submit but yeah. it's it would like if we were just cranking out stuff as fast as possible it would just say submit but we actually thought about like if there was something that made more sense mm-hmm. and made that the default so just just like really small things that are like I don't know. Just something people notice, maybe. What does what does it say instead? Send or something? Or right now it says send, send answers, but we're going to change that because we're about to launch multi-page. So now it's actually becoming pretty complicated. Like, what happens yeah. to the button <laughs> when you add a new page? And yeah, right. So it's more complicated. Yeah. So I can talk about that. We are. That's mainly Bjorn. He's almost ready to launch multi-page support which is something I'm really, really excited about. It's like, it's part, it's core of what we promised um, on our landing page. And I think it's something that will really make us stand out from Typeform because it's now we can, you can get kind of like the Typeform experience of like answer a question, next page, answer a question, next page. But when it makes sense, you can just group questions on the same page. So because a lot of the time it's like the reason you want to you want pages is because you have different topics you want to talk about but so, like it sometimes it just becomes silly like if you need to know four things about the same thing you don't need to have four pages to do it like and it's when you're at least in my opinion like when i'm filling out a form like i like to know what i'm you know being requested so it's like it's okay that they split up the different topics it's like okay this is about you know, my diet or whatever. It's like, I can see all the questions that are relating to that and I can get my answers ready or like start to like think about how I'll answer this, these yeah. different questions. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. Taking the user through a blind tunnel, so to speak, it's not, it's not a great UX. It's like when you're ordering something. Well, it's at- gamification, I think. It's oh, like, screw that. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's, it's, that's messed up, man. 
It's like yeah. if I'm checking out at Amazon, I like seeing, you know, I'm on this step, then it's going to be shipping info or whatever, and then it's going to be like payment and done or something. It's just like, I want to know that I'm a third of the way through, you know? Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's exhausting. Yeah. I I think, I mean, for most things that people, at least in our community, are using Typeform for, I don't think it's a good experience. I think for like, for a quiz or something like that, it's it's great maybe but it's yeah. a weird constraint in my opinion but it's yeah. we're releasing releasing it tomorrow i think and i think it's something that's really going to make a standout from typeform because people that are using typeform it's going to be very obvious to them how this is different because it's like oh i can just keep adding stuff to this page and mm. um, this context almost so yeah. excited about that. We also last week we we built like a little prototype of um, embedding of forms. And it's something that we were really holding back on because we like, how is this gonna fit into other people's websites? Like it's hard to do. It's mm. we don't want to you don't want something that looks completely different. But I think I made a few mock-ups for some people that were requesting this. Yeah. And it I, I think it really spoke to, the, you know, our design is very like native inspired. And so it looks like we use system fonts. We have very neutral, like our form elements are styled very in a very neutral way. And I mean, I, I put it on three different sites for people just to show them how it would look like in, in Figma. And it mm -hmm. looked great. Like it, it looked like it belonged on their site, even though the font might mm. be slightly different because it's the system font. Like you're used to seeing it all the time on, like if you're on a Mac, you're used to seeing the San Francisco font everywhere. So yeah. even if it's not the same font that they use on the website necessarily, like you it's might very, not even notice. You're yeah, just used to seeing seamless. it all the time. Yeah. Awesome. And some, I, I'm excited about that as well. Um, that's going to take us very close to like feature complete for the basic basics, you know, use cases. Quick aside, I'm stunned that people have tolerated embedding forms that don't appear yeah. seamless into their sites. Like, I don't know when that became accepted, but it's a huge regression in terms of where I thought forms were and like right. 10, 15 years ago. Like, you would never like you want it to be the seamless thing that looks baked in. And, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm blown away that we took that. Step yeah, and in a, in, a, in a sense, I think brain oh, branch. Whoa, I need to it learn happened. not to say that. <laughs> I said some sass for like six months after. <laughs> in the sense, I think reform is to a large extent doing the same stuff that Wufu was doing in you know 15 years ago in 2006. Yeah. And I think it's like waves of like design and like back then there's like there are no mobile, like there are no like <laughs> if you go to the Wufu um website now and you try to you know test it on the phone, they just mm -hmm. tell you that it doesn't work on phones. <laughs> mm. So it's like I don't know, today it's I mean our builder doesn't work really on phones either, but it's just sure, but it's just it's a different world than fifteen yeah. years ago. Yeah, and yeah. things look different. Um, yeah, it goes to show. Like, I think Wufu is not the dominant forms, you know, tool of twenty twenty one. But I think it it's interesting that it's 
is a beautiful premise and a strong premise that is still valuable. But it goes to show like sometimes products that, you know, fall out of fashion or or don't win the market, it just wasn't like it's time to resurrect that or bring it back or maybe it maybe it didn't persevere for reasons beyond the value prop like it was mm. great and it was strong but it just got consumed by some trend or fashion or hype or something else and and somebody crushed it or killed it and and now it's bad i mean heck uh you know what if uh what if tuple hadn't launched when they did we can't get through an episode without a, a reference to to ben um and company but like if nobody had created it okay screen hero is gone like how much longer would it be before somebody goes like wait, is it gone for good reasons? Like, should it not exist anymore? Is there no demand for mm. this? <laughs> it's like, yeah. there's still demand. It's not gone for reasons that are like apocryphal. Like if you launch this thing again, it's going to be successful. It's kind of worth looking through the graveyard in that sense and saying like, yeah, you know, and totally. not that Wufu's dead, but it's like, if you're looking for a startup idea, Go through go the first through, three YC batches. Go through the first three YC batches or, you know, go through the aughts, the aughts, if you will, and look for the things that were like Web 2.0, a lot of fresh ideas, a lot of ideas that are frankly seem to be coming back in that sense and saying, yeah. you know, what didn't make it? And I it think people, for, switched, yeah. people switched to Typeform because it had good design and it it the design didn't fit the design on your website, but it showed that you cared about design because you picked something yeah. that was designed, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's mm-hmm. why people picked it. And then it was cool, like experience the first three times you filled out one, right? Yeah. So I think that's that's why. And then it just became the de facto form tool. And mm-hmm. it's just also the least inflexible one, which is an interesting point. Like this might be something that we're like, you know, in hindsight, in two years, I might be like, and apparently, like, it's better to have more constraints. So it didn't work out or something like that. That's why Typeform is so constrained. But it's an interesting, like, it's an interesting or a clear place that we can be different, right? We can be less constrained, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but still have a clean um, design. I think that's the balance we're trying to have is like, we want it to be flexible, we don't want to have constraints just to have constraints, which is very, like just feels silly. But we want to like we want to constrain you from doing something that we think will look bad, right? I mean, obviously, you can add an ugly logo. We it's hard for us to control, but we won't let you use Comic Sans or something like that, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, interesting. But overall, like I, I feel good like i think it's going to be good this week to yeah get some of those big features out like the one with multi-page is was big because we need to change all the data in the database to kind of like have a page structure instead of just fields so it's an extra layer basically i like one thing i worry about is like i'm worrying that everyone thinks of this product differently and wants something different but they don't really like we just haven't understood that yet. I mean, it's probably not something I should worry about that much, but it's just, it's just one thing that's on my mind. It's like, I wonder if like, I hope it'll be good enough for enough people and that we don't get like 30 people that want 30 different things. Um, 
but when I'm when I'm trying to be more optimistic and I'm thinking about like okay let's let's pretend this works in a few months or just in a month even I I think a realistic thing that could happen is that we're going to get absolutely hammered with feature requests and just like small little things that people mm. want because forms is like like <laughs> we're we're a form builder but in reality like we're actually a website builder and it's it's just like people can use like people can use it for all sorts of different things like this week i have i have three meetings scheduled this week and one is with a, a famous danish uh soccer team actually one is with um <laughs> I think it's an agency, but they also do some meetup stuff. And then the third one is a website for they where they feature basically dog walking routes. And it's just like I don't know what these people have in common, it, except it, that it, they need like input fields on the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I, having run a weather startup in the past, you learn that there are certain things that affect every person and business on the planet. And you just end up building this really fascinating network or portfolio of clients where it just doesn't matter, doesn't matter uh, yeah. demographically. You know, eventually you'll find some very very high level pattern of, you know, oh they have this interaction with clients or something. Right. But but industry, no, you know, like yeah. you're going to end up with customers that are like really really interesting. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, cool man. I guess on the manager side. I um yeah, as I just said, like I have trying to get some calls scheduled this week just to mm -hmm. I don't know. I the thing I really want to do is just start inviting people to the app. And I think like the plan is we hope to do that this week. Start just like a tiny little, you know, group of people starting some, and you know, might actually be like few few enough that none of them will sign up. We don't because we don't know what the conversion rate will be on those emails. Yeah. But um that's what I hope to do, but we need to get the so like the multi-page stuff out and a few other things. Like one thing I forgot to mention in my maker update is that I just got the paywall working. So if someone signs up now, they'll they'll hit the paywall, which is a nice Sweet. milestone. I um, but I'm I'm trying to get just a few calls scheduled just to see a few people sign up. I think I'm going to ask you and Derek and maybe a few other people just to sign up from scratch again, just to you know iron out the worst stuff yeah. in there if there's still some stuff it's good so sending emails to the list as well trying to keep them engaged um i guess i think the most exciting thing that happened um was probably last week when Corey haynes from swipe files and savical i guess reached out and he he dm'd me that he had an immediate need for a reform and uh I mean that's that's how you get on the product right now is you DM me and and <laughs> tell me about your use case and I'll probably let you in. That's the um, back, folks. Yeah. So it, I don't know. A few hours later or something like that, he had a form set up and was a paying customer, and he was doing a Twitter growth challenge where basically he was trying to find. I think it started out as like ten people in a group uh, helping each other growing their Twitter audience. But he ended up with, I think, more than 100 people. <laughs> so yeah. it was some I, nice. Yeah. 
I joined some nice exposure for 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 reform as well. And yeah, like several people were commenting on his tweet about like that they liked the form software that he was using, and several people signed up for reform uh, after seeing his the his form, and like that was more exciting than than him becoming a paid customer. Yeah, it like, is. It, it it also says a lot about the stand, like the what's the standard, the status quo. Yeah, to, like, like the, with, the fact yeah. that that's remarkable, literally like, remarkable. That the form, hey, this isn't like one of those bizarro gamified forms that nice form that doesn't look like crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice form that doesn't try to like lure me into eighteen questions when I think it's only going to be three. Like, yeah, wow, things have gotten so bad that uh, like people said nice things about it. That's wonderful. They yeah, were like, as they should. They wanted it. It was awesome to see. And yeah, that really made my day. It's like, I sent it to Bjorn in a screenshot and I was like, I, I mean, this is what it's about. This is, this is how this business might work is if this is people's reactions. Totally. Yep. Um, I, I love it. Yeah. And I didn't mean, so, so I didn't mean to, yeah, I didn't mean to understate what you've done, by the way. I, I meant like, I, if you had, no, yeah. had if you had pitched me as an investor and said like it, yeah. oh what's going to happen is we embed this form and people are just blown away by the form I'd be like what are you talking about it's <laughs> it's just a form but like it, you're right you're, you're you're right because what people are used to and what they accept it's like we said earlier it's, it's pretty bad so but even the form builder like it might like it might appear simple but that's actually because it's not simple, like the stuff that we, we're dealing with. Mm, like it's mm. so like people have no idea about like how much time Bjorn end up spending on like getting the focus state right on a radio input or something like that. So it feels natural to just hit tap and it just moves into the next field in the right way. And the right thing is an autofocus and it's in an accessible way. And like today, like today you sent me a, a an article about like how apparently like it's bad for for people using screen readers if you autofocus certain fields and they don't know about it like just little details like mm. that or like a lot of people have like complimented how the drag and drop stuff works in the in the form builder and it just it seems so simple like you just drop it in but it's in reality it's like there's so much stuff and when you move forms around like you want to make sure that the menu from that form field doesn't go below the field that were previously where it was. And, you know, like with cal calculating the Z indexes or like, there's just a million little things. Mm -hmm. Or like awesome. when now we have multi-page, <laughs> like moving a, a field from one page to another field. Like there's it all, like there's so many things that people expect when they use a tool like that, that they, they can just like drag, like grab this thing and move it over here. But to actually make that work, like in a seamless way, so much work. And I I kind of feel like like I know that it's really complicated what we have already, but the fact that people describe it as simple is actually, I think, a good sign because it tells me that we're on to something because we made it feel like it was it was simple, even though it's not really simple. Yeah. It's a testament to the talent uh, that you guys have. That's that's awesome. One of us, at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> vision is worth like three points, you know. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Cool, man. Yeah. So um, let's uh, let's call it pod. <laughs>
I think it's a good one. Thank you for, thank you for the, uh, the effort. Yeah. I know you're busy yeah. and, uh, let's see, it's let's good. see if we can, can get it on a weekly, weekly schedule again. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. No, definitely worth it. All right, man. Take care. Yeah. Take care. Bye. See you. Bye.